What's up, everybody? Can y'all hear me? Can we, can we go ahead and give a uh, round of applause for Derek? Not because he's an amazing pastor, and not because of the countless hours he puts in, but like he said, we finally get a break from him, and I'm so excited for that. So y'all are welcome. But I appreciate it. So yeah, we're in Ephesians today. We're going to be in chapter 3, and I've uh, titled this message, uh, Graven, Graves in the Garden, to, to kind of tie into uh, Derek's uh, message last week, which was taking off the grave clothes. And then uh, verses 1 and 2 uh, are a perfect example of, of how God turns graves in, into gardens. Um, verses, verses 1 and 2 of uh, Ephesians chapter 3 say, Beloved friends, because of my love for Jesus Christ, I am now his prisoner for the sake of all of you who are not Jews, so that you will hear the gospel that God has entrusted me to share with you. And that's just crazy. I, 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 think, I think Paul's story is like the, the perfect example of, of graves in their gardens. I mean, this guy was uh, pers- persecuting Christians. Um, I mean, that was, that was his job. That was his heart. That was his passion. But then, but then God kind of uh, in- intercepted him, and he, he became what he is now, which, which, uh, who, who authored the majority of the, of the New Testament, and, and he's uh, affected billions of people now through that. And it's just, just kind of crazy uh, how he went from imprisoner to, to imprisoned. God, that, that's, that's just kind of how God works. He, he's, he's got his own way of, of, of doing things, you know. But, but through that, while he was in prison, he wrote four of the books of the, of the New Testament, including the one we're in right now, which just blows my mind. I mean, the world thought they were, they were going to shut him down, you know, put him, put him in prison, silence him. But no, and instead, of, instead of reaching all the uh, different churches around the regions, he's reaching us even now today. So, Man, God's, God's got a plan, guys. He's, he's awesome. So, yeah, we're going to move on to uh, verses 3 and 4. For this wonderful mystery, which I briefly described, which is, which is, which is that, that word right there, briefly described, is, is kind of crazy to me because he's talking about chapter 2, which is an entire chapter of the Bible, and, and Derek spent like 30 or 40 minutes last week talking about a brief description, which, which blows my mind. And we're going to kind of dive into that a little bit more a little later which was given to me by divine revelation, so that whoever you read it, so, so that whenever you read it, it will be able, I'm not, ah, I can't talk, be able to understand my revelation and insight to the secret mystery of the Messiah. So, um, it, it's, it's kind of weird, like, why was, why was this, a, this, this a mystery, you know? What is, what is this mystery? And uh, what this mystery is, kind of going back to last week, is uh, we have been risen from the dead, taken off the grave clothes, which just is amazing to me. And what does this mean? And uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verses, I think, 21 and 22, uh, Paul writes, this entire building is, is under construction and is continually growing under his supervision until it rises up completed as the holy temple of the Lord himself. This means that God is transforming each one of you into the holy of holies, his dwelling place, through the power of the Holy Spirit living in you guys. And, and that is crazy. It, it absolutely blows my mind. So uh, in, in, the, in the tabernacle, there, there's a place called the holies of holies. It was behind this super thick veil. And only the priest could go in there when he was like super clean um, and, and pray in there for hours because... The, the, the unclean people, the, the people who, who weren't priests, who, who weren't ordained, couldn't, couldn't go in there because, because they were unclean, they, they weren't holy. 
So there was, there was like a disconnect between, between them and God. But, but, but through this mystery, which, which was Jesus, that was revealed, the veil was, was torn uh, whenever Jesus hung on the cross, which symbolizes that, that, that is now um, gone. We're, we're uh, now one with God. And, but, but not only that, we're, we're the holy of holies, guys. And, and, and that's just crazy, saying that, that God dwells in us. We are with him like every step of the way. There, there's no s- stupid ritual that we have to go through. Or I don't know if I should say stupid, but in any in any ritual that we have to go through to, to get to him, guys, he is he is right there, which is amazing. But so why did God spend the whole Old Testament um, leaving leaving people kind of in in the in the dark on this mystery, you know? Because this is this has changed our lives. It's, it's made things so much easier, and and he's, and he's given us Jesus, which is the greatest gift of of all time, and uh, what, I, what I believe was, was happening is that the stage was being set for Jesus to prove that he could bring people back from the dead, and 100% I like that, um, <laughs> a little inside joke, that's a catchphrase of mine, but um, yeah, but not, not only bringing people like, like Lazarus or himself back from the dead, like people like you or me, who are just walking through life like, like zombies dead, and just in the in, in the muck of it, thinking thinking that we're just trying to get the um, next next promotion or the new house that that the beautiful girl that we saw we were trying to get her but no that's that, that's in the death um, we were in the grave at that point but he's he's here to show that he's gonna take us from that and, and make something beautiful out of it so yeah um, moving on to the verse six or five. Did I read verse 5? All right. So, um, can you go back to verse 5? Okay. Okay, here we go. So there has never been a generation that has been given the detailed understanding of this glorious and uh, okay. oh no you're good uh, God did not reveal it to previous generations but now by his spirit he has revealed it to his holy apostles and prophets so kind of kind of what I was talking before the the, the entire Old Testament didn't didn't have this mystery. Which, which didn't mean that it wasn't there. I mean, Jesus, Jesus was, was always there. He, he was always the end game. Things, things were always being set up for, for him to, to intercede. But it's, uh, but it's to show us that, that he was there. And this, uh, that, that kind of showed me this scripture, which, which kind of um, maybe think of like something similar to that. In uh, Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 and 15, which I don't think I have in the slides, but um, verse 14 says, You are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do a light lamp, nor nor do you light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, that it gives light to all who are in the house. So, so the so the city on the hill, it's it's there, it's it's big, it's it's not going to be hidden. It, it's there. You, you you might miss it, but it's there. Just just like this this light that's, that's under the lampshade, even though we have this like shade or, or bag or for whatever it is blocking the light over it doesn't mean that the light isn't there. It's, it's always been there. We're just unable to see it. And then, and then God, with his perfect timing, just takes the lampshade off and, and lets the light shine through and light up everybody in the room, which is kind of what he did here. 
Because this, this gift wasn't just to his 12 apostles or, or the people there. It's, it's a gift that's, that we're even receiving right now. Like, and then, like I said, the, the stage is just being set for Jesus, y'all. So, moving on to verse 6. Here's the secret. The gospel of grace has made you, non-Jewish believers, into co-heirs of his promise through union with him. And now you have become members of his body, one with the anointed one. Mm. And that's something kind of funny. I'm getting a little off the topic right here, but how he's talking about like these, these non-Jewish believers, or in, in chapter 2, it talks about the, the uncircumcised, which is just like a really weird flex to me. So, I mean, you, you'll be you're at your job like, hey, what's up, man? And, they're like, and somebody will be like, oh, no, I just, I just got this new house. I got a new car, a new job promotion. And I'll be like, okay, yeah, that's cool. Well, uh, not to brag, but uh, circumcised. You know, <laughs> mic drop. So it's just, it's just kind of weird. Um, kind of funny, though. But uh, move, moving on to this, a uh, man by the name of Watchman Nee wrote that uh, Christianity, Christianity indeed means more that God, means that God has done everything in Christ and that we simply step by that fact into the faith. I'm going to start that over. Christianity indeed means that God has done everything in Christ and that we simply step by faith into the enjoyment of that fact, which just absolutely blows me away. It, it's, a, um, it's already been done, guys. I mean, God paid the ultimate sacrifice, died on the cross so that, so that we can step into this new life out of the grave and, and, and into the garden. And, and we, don't, we don't even have to work for it. Uh, and how, how, how it mentioned before, like the uh, it was on, previously only available to the Jews. It, it doesn't matter what heritage you're from. It doesn't matter if you're, if you're American, Indian, purple, yellow, green, red, whatever. It's uh, available to you. And uh, in fact, in, in verse 6, it, it uses the word heir, which um, really all the, all the heir means is that you're uh, inheriting something that's, that's already been done by others, whether it was uh, a prince in, inheriting the kingdom built by his father or uh, you in, inheriting the, the vehicle that, that your dad left to you, you didn't have to work for that. You, you, you didn't have to try and go out of your way to get that, but, it, but it's already there. We're, we're heirs to it. It's, it's entitled to us as believers. And that, and that just blows me away and makes me so thankful that for, for what we've, we've been given, guys. I mean, there's, there's nothing that we can do to get this because it, it, it's a gift. No, no strings attached. So moving on to verses 7 and 8. Oh, yeah, that's what I was kind of talking about earlier. We don't have to be from a certain lineage. Grace, grace is available to all, everybody, Jew and non-Jew. Us, us, us Gentiles are covered. We got that good insurance policy. Um, but in verses 7 and 8, Paul writes, I have been made a messenger of this wonderful news by the gift of grace that works through me. Even though I'm the least significant of all this holy believers, this grace this grace gift was imparted when the manifesting of his power. So, we're, we're messengers, y'all. And kind of what a, what a messenger is, back in the old days, some, some powerful person would give a, give a message to a, to a messenger, and he would, and he would run and, and tell whoever it is the message. The messenger didn't have to think of the message. He didn't, he didn't have to think, think about how to put it eloquently or, or anything like that. He just, he just had it. 
because um, it had been given to him, just like God got to give gives us uh, the message to, to give to the world, you know. We just we just got to be that vessel, you know. Um, we don't want to have to make it up. We just we just go and we do it. And as my wife beautifully puts it, just be you, boo. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, we're messengers, y'all. In verses uh, 9 through 12, we see that my passage, my passion is to enlighten every person to this divine mystery. It was hidden for ages past until now and kept a secret in the heart of God, the creator of all. The purpose of this was to unveil before every throne and every rank of angelic orders in the heavenly realm, God's full and diverse wisdom revealed through the church. This perfectly wise plan was destined from eternal ages and fulfilled completely in our Lord Jesus Christ, um, which is absolutely amazing. I mean, like I mentioned before, God's timing is absolutely perfect. The, the, the stage was, was being set, set for Jesus where the, so that the, the veil could be torn and we could see that what, what life was for us as, as sinners to what, what we can be now, the, the, trans, the transition of, of us being built up into the Holy of Holies. So, uh, in, in verse 12, um, we see that we have boldness through him and free access as kings before the Father because of our complete confidence in, in Christ's faithfulness. So, whenever I was reading this, like, free access as kings means that, like, a king's obviously super important to him and Whenever a, a king shows up, everybody's going to drop everything and attend to that king's needs. So, what is, what is God? He is all-knowing, all-powerful. He's got infinite wisdom. So, even, even, in, today, even in today's time, if you, if you call your doctor with his little amount, amount of wisdom compared to God, he's backed up for, what, two weeks, a month, three months? There's a, there's a wait list, you know? So, think about if if God opened up a shop here and here in South Knox, think about that, that line going out the door to, to wait to, to get to him. I'm talking about centuries of backlogs. But, but, we're, but we're all kings, you know, guys? We just come before him, and he's there. No wait list. You, you don't have to go through his secretary. He's right there. I love it. So we kind of kind of see where, where we were in our, in our grave, and this is kind of a trans, transition uh, in Ephesians 3 and the uh, actually the, the entire book of going from graves into gardens and, and Paul's prayer kind of uh, out, outlines this. So in, in verse 13, uh, he begins with, My dear friends, I pray that you will remain strong and not be discouraged or ashamed by all that I suffer on your behalf, for it is for your glory. So I kneel humbly in awe before the Father of our Lord, Jesus the Messiah, the perfect father of every father and child in heaven and on the earth. And I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods, floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power, guys. I, I, I don't know, but that makes me hype. It, it sounds like he's turning me into Superman or something with the, with the, with the supernatural strength. I mean, anything of this world, it, it's, it, it's not going to stand against you because, because God's with his divine might and explosive power is going to blow out of the way if, um, if you see that person and 
and you feel like you should minister to them, man, God's just going to explode within you and then, and then give you everything that you need to say to, to, to talk to this person. And then in, in verse 17, then by constantly using your faith, and the life of Christ will be re- released deep inside of you. And the resting place of his love will become the very source and, and the root of your life. Like, like, like it's saying, like Christ is in us. We are the holy of the holies. What kind of kind of what, what Derek said last week, wherever we step, it, it's gonna become holy ground where, where, where his work is done and his love is manifested through us. And and all we gotta do is just uh, constantly using your faith or li- live and live by our faith. Um, and uh, 2 Corinthians verses 5 and 7, it tells us to, to walk by faith and, and not by sight. So, so guys, just let go of the will and, and, and the stuff that you're going to start seeing in your life is, is going to be immeasurable. And this, that's, that's the easy part too because God even gave us the faith to be able to do that. So, so we don't have to find the faith within ourselves to be faithful in him so that his work can be done through us. So guys, we're just, we're just like backseat writers, man. He's, he's got the will and the directions, and probably the ox too. So, in uh, verse, verse, verse 18, we see that, then you will be empowered to discover what every Holy One experiences, the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all his dimensions, how deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love, which just, just kind of blows my mind, because we're just talking about this amazing mystery that, that had been uh, held back for centuries of, of Jesus, the, the mystery that, that, was, that was withheld. And, and here we see that the love of Christ has, has all kinds of dimensions. It's not 1D as we see things. It, it's, it's not a flat plane. There's, there's the X, the Y, the Z. Um, so we, we can all, all the time go deeper and, 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 and find more about it. But not only that, God's going to keep on shaping us keep on showing us new mysteries that he wants us to see and, and, and taking us deeper into his relationship with him so that we can then glorify him more so. So in, in verse 19, um, endless love beyond... How deeply intimate and far-reaching is is his love, how enduring and inclusive it is. Endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled, overflowing with the fullness of God. And and that's just amazing to me. So if I had a cup right here, and then I just kept pouring and pouring, eventually it's going to be filled up to where where the cup can't contain it, and and it's going to overflow and and get everything wet. So that's that's our relationship with God. We should be so full of God. So just... um, spending all this time and, and getting deeper with him that we're so filled up that, that we can't help but, but let it overflow into, into other people's lives, into, into our relationship, and into our, our workplace. And uh, even in our uh, friendships, you know, it's, it, it's beautiful what, what God can now do through us, now, now, now that we're the holy of holies, now that we're with Christ, one, and it's, and it's so beautiful. Um, never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. You will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request and your most unbelievable dream and ex- exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. Guys, this, this is crazy. So like whatever, whatever plans you've got, just scratch them because God's got something so much better. Paul thought he had every, everything set up for him. He was, he was powerful. People respected him in, in, the, in the Jewish community. 
And, and he, he thought he was, he was doing what was right by persecuting the Christians. And he, he felt like he was doing God's work. But God just scribbled that out and, and wrote something new. Put him in prison and uh, helped him affect so many lives. He um, founded all these churches, wrote all these books of the Bible, and is, is teaching us now, even to this day. So even if it seems like the, the, way, the way God's taking your life is, is, like, is like a downhill turn, Guys, it's not. You gotta, you gotta see the end game. God's, God's always building up to, to, to like a great reveal. Now we offer up to God all the glorious praise that rises up from every church, in every generation through Jesus Christ, and and all that will be manifest through time and eternity. Amen, guys. This is, it, it's, it's amazing. So, and it, and it's not just true for for Paul. It's it's true for us. God's, God's gonna take us. From, from where we are now into something so much more powerful than, than we can ever imagine. And I, I truly believe he's got so many more my mysteries like, like the truth of Jesus that, that he's yet to, to reveal. Man, especially w w with everything going on in, in the world right now, with uh, Ukraine being uh, invaded by Russia, the uh, pandemic, inflation, and just the, the, the future of America. Um, Things, things that, that seem like they're hanging in the balance. There's God's, God's, God's just got the lampshade over it. We're not, we're not seeing the truth. We're not, we're not, we're not seeing what, he, what he's doing behind the scenes. So I just uh, encourage you guys to pray about that. And, uh, but yeah, that's, that's really all I've got, guys. Just, just trust that God's doing something amazing in us. All right, let's, uh, let's pray this out. God, I just want to thank you for this amazing, beautiful Sunday, Father. And uh, thank you for allowing the, this, these, these, these beautiful songs to be, to be sung about you, God, and that, that we're able to, to gather and, and worship you, Father, and that you, you, you allow the, the word to be spoken, Father. And um, I just pray that as, as we go into the rest of this week, Father, that we, that we realize that, that we are messengers, Father, that... Um, we're, we're, we're just here to, to overflow into the people around us, Father, and especially with Derek's vision of 17 people reaching 17 people, Father. We, we, we know that we're not in, in that mission alone, Father. It's actually your mission through us, Father, and we, we're just along for the ride, God. We love you. We praise you. Your holy name.